Ladies and gentlemen, Jerry Petito. Welcome to the Jerry Petito Show on Remember Then Radio. Guys, what a way to close out 2021 on RTR. I've been with RTR for two and a half years. I want to thank Angel and Steve for this incredible, incredible platform. I want to thank all my listeners and I want to thank all my incredible, legendary guests that I've had. And I want to thank all my followers and everyone in chat room. And it's just been amazing. So Angel and Stevie, I love you and I thank you. Um, I'm under the weather, guys, but there was no way I was canceling today's show. No way. Everyone and anyone out there who knows me knows. I am the author of I'm Not an Addict, I'm Just an Ass. I'd rather be a smart ass than a dumbass, guys, because... 30 years ago, I was a dumbass, but through the grace of God, I can honestly say 30 years later, I'm now a smart ass. And yes, the word ass is in the Bible. It means donkey. It's probably in there close to 80 times. Okay, so God saved my life 30 years ago and gave me a mission to help others. I am a nutritional health coach. I'm a recovery coach. I'm a oldies rock and roll fan. So through the past couple of years, Everyone that has been on lockdown, a lot of the musicians, if they don't know it, I'm here to tell you, you guys are part of the essential workers team. You save so many lives with your music. So I want to thank you for all that. Having said that, guys, here we go. Are you kidding me? I cannot believe who I have with me right now. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Drum roll, please. The one and only legendary Brian Hyland. Say hello. Hi, Jerry. How's how's everything going? <laughs> Everything's great. How are you? Well, I'm fine. Just uh, listening to your voice, and uh, it, it's a beautiful day. Although it, it was raining earlier, and uh, you know, just waiting uh, to talk. <laughs> so, all right. We have another guest that's going to be hanging out with us today. Um, you know what, Brian? Why don't you do the honors? And I would like for you to introduce her. All right. I'd like to introduce, uh, this is my wife, Kathleen. And uh, here she is. Hi, Jerry. It's nice to be here today. Hi, sweetheart. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. So I want to let everyone know the reason why I have both of you here. First of all, there's not a person out there that does not know who Brian Hyland is, okay? First of all, he sang two of the most famous popular songs of all time, okay? Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yellow Polka Dot Bikini, 
and of course sealed with a kiss. So now, Kathleen, you are an author and you wrote an incredible book and it's called Kiss Me Swami. Yes, it is. Kiss Me Swami, The Spiritual Education of a Beauty Queen. There you go. So <laughs> um, we're going to talk about that as well. So I want to just say thank you to everyone out there. I want Brian and you to know that you're being heard all over the world. So wow. Ellie Shaw already put out Brian's itsy bitsy YouTube video this morning from Ireland on my timeline. Shirley from Hong Kong is listening from her bed. Okay, you've got Anthony from the UK. You've got AJ and Limpy who don't even know each other from Australia sharing you. Okay, you are now all over Africa. Okay, I'm up to now close to 13 million listeners. Oh, amazing. So you guys are making me more famous than ever. More famous than ever. (laughs) People have been messaging me. Are you kidding me, Jerry? Oh, it's been crazy, okay? It's been crazy. So I want to give a shout out to a few people in chat, and there's a reason why, and then we're going to start this incredible interview. Um, Kenny Kojak, he is a fellow RTR DJ, and he is in the chat room, and um, he absolutely, absolutely is a huge fan. So, Kojak, baby, who loves you? Um, his show, okay, I don't want to get this wrong, guys, because I'm a little under the weather, but his show is Tuesday nights, at 8 p.m. Then we've got Jimmy in the chat room goes by Double J. He's a new DJ. We love Jimmy. He's a crazy guy that promotes the crap out of all of us. Double J, we love you. And his show, I believe, is on Thursdays at 7 p.m. If I'm if I'm saying anything wrong, guys, tell me, okay? Um, and then I've got Kevin McGowan, and he just typed big fan here. Kevin is a local musician, personal friend of mine who actually wrote a song per my request. The guy's voice is off the charts. Kevin McGowan, if everybody can get a chance, you got to check him out on Facebook and I am not kidding you. Okay. Um, so I want to say hello to Baba Lou cause he's my first and center guy always in chat and he's our sound guy and they let us know the sound is great. Shirley girl, my Shirley girl is here. We love you. Life's a beach. Listen, everyone who's listening, I want to thank you. Thank you. Because now without further ado, I want to get this interview started. So Brian, let's start with you. Um, let's talk about your two songs and then I'm going to play one of them. Okay. So itsy bitsy came out in 1960 and Sealed with a Kiss came out in 1962. Now, I was born in 1961, right in the middle. And here's what's funny about this. I grew up listening to these two songs. They played them at all our dances at school. They played them on the radio. I was from New York, then moved to New Jersey. We never not listened to those songs, okay? So I never knew growing up as a kid that they were made like before I was born and right after you made such an impact on the world with these two songs. I, I I'm blown away. 
to this day. I mean, everyone knows these songs. Kids, little kids know these songs. My granddaughter is six and sings with me the bikini song, okay? And laughs and giggles. So talk about both of those songs. Well, the uh, the first one you mentioned, uh, you know, Itsy Bitsy Teeny would be Yellow Polka Dot Bikini, uh, came out in 19, like, like you said, in 1960 in the summer. And uh, it was at the time uh, kind of racy, you know, a little bit. And, uh, but, you know, it was kind of, it was so cute, though, as uh, the idea of the song. And uh, so it, uh, it came out and uh, the, the uh, record label got some uh, inquiries from some people and they, and they were concerned. They said, oh, you know, this is about uh, a bathing suit and all this. And, and he, the president of the company called in the writers and they came in and then they, he explained that it was about his little daughter, oh. Paul Vance, that he saw on the beach and how shy she was. And so the, the, the president of the company and he said, yeah, all right. That's that's cool, and he was fine with it, and you know, and the song came out, and it just got on the radio almost immediately, and uh, just uh, it just took off, and uh, it went right up, and it was number one actually. I don't like to say that, you know, I'm blowing my own horn. No, but... blow it. You better <laughs> blow your horn today. And but I, I I must say that I did beat out Elvis for one week there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So I am the biggest Elvis fan in the world. Okay. Yeah. El- you just Elvis was <clears throat> to to I think uh, people of uh, my generation and even you know before my generation and all Elvis was he was the guy and everybody wanted to be Elvis, play guitar, and he influenced a lot of people. Well, Definitely. if you beat him out for one week. I am even more happy that we're doing this show to close out this year on our tour. Okay? I can't, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. All right? So Kojak, excuse me, guys. Kojak typed, bikini song written, Pacris Vance, who also wrote Catch a Falling Star by Perry Como. And he wants to know where you heard it first. I'm not Uh, sure. I heard it. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I, I heard it first at the record company. They called me in and said they had found this song and uh, they wanted me to hear it. And they actually even said, you know, we want to, we want to record this song. And so, but we want you to hear it and, uh, you know, get your feeling on this. And, uh, you know, but they had already decided to do it. And, uh, but, you know, so I, I listened to it and uh, I, I agreed. It was, it sounded like, it, it was everyone was so excited about about the song when they played it for me that I just it was just contagious. It was contagious. It was amazing. Um, all right, so you know what? I want to say hello. So Dominic Paradisi just came into the chat room. We found out we kind of grew up in the same towns in New York, Long Island City. So that's that was beautiful. Um, hello to him. And I want to now play. This is what we're gonna do. We're going to open with Itsy Bitsy, but I'm also going to close with it because how can I not play that twice on this show? I don't care what anybody says, okay? Here we go, baby. So we're going to open with it. Here we- she was-
So listen, I'm over here giggling, smiling, okay, listening to it. I could not stop listening to this song. You know, you got, you and I got to meet and I posted our photo together and it was 2019 at Keswick Theater with Kenny Vance. Um, Michael Diamore is a good friend of mine. He actually brought me, threw me into the arms of everybody. And when I saw you, I was like slapping him silly. I have to get a photo with him. I have to get a photo. He's like, all right, all right, calm down, calm down. And he brought me over to you. <laughs> so thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. Um, so, all right. So now let's talk a little bit. All right, you know what? I'm going to play Sealed with a Kiss. Um, is there anything else you'd like to say about Itsy Bitsy first? Um, well, it's it's one of those songs that uh, when at a certain point in my uh, career, uh, people would come up to me and say, how can you still do that song? Oh it's old. And then other people would come up to me and say, if I didn't do it, you know, they would say, why didn't you do that song? And so this is, you know, like in the 70s. And, and, and I, I realized that I couldn't win either way. So I figured I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do this song every time I'm doing a show. I'm going to do this song because this is this this got me into the record business. Wait, I'm a little confused with how anyone in their right mind could ever say to you, "Why are you doing that song?" 
Well, it, it was in the 1970s. It was kind of the discos, disco, and uh, all this. A lot of things were happening. And I think a lot of the artists from the early 60s were kind of devalued for a little bit. And uh, that's that's the, that's the couple of years that I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Um, wow. That's a little crazy to me. But all right. <laughs> no, really. I mean... I, I never heard that before from any artist. Okay. Um, I'm being, I'm being honest with you yes. about that. And so, you know, but that was, it's, it's been, uh, the music business, uh, like when, when that, when disco became very popular, you know, there was some really good groups in that era with like the Bee Gees, of course. And, uh, you know, the, and there was a lot of good music, but, it kind of overshadowed some of the early stuff from the early 1960s and L, you know, the stuff in the late fifties. And so it was, uh, it was just a uh, transition. Okay. I'm glad you were honest, but not for me, baby, because heck no, I sang that song my whole life. Okay. So now we're going to play sealed with a kiss and there's not a couple out there that cannot resonate with this song it may have been a good memory. It may not have been. Okay, but there's not a couple out there. Okay, so here we go, guys. Though we gotta say goodbye for the
Sealed with a Kiss Baby. Tell everybody about this. Well, uh, that was uh, song came out in 1962, and uh, it was a follow-up to another song I did called Ginny Come Lately. And so when we recorded it, uh, we did like this long session. We had really good musicians, and uh, I did my vocals at a different studio. And when we finished up doing that, they gave me a dub of the record, which they did at that time. And uh, I took it to Chicago, where I was going to be on a tour the next day. And I brought it up to a disc jockey in uh, WLS named Dick Biondi. He was huge disc jockey at that time. And, uh, and I guess he was the first one to actually start playing it. But about a month later, or maybe not that long, I was uh, on, on this tour that I was on. And we were at the Surf Ballroom where Buddy Holly and them all had played. And I went to get a root beer. There was a root beer stand right there. And as I'm standing there, I heard it on the radio. That was the first time I heard it on the radio. And uh, then I called the, the uh, producers and they said, yeah, it's doing really good. And uh, it just took off. Now, tell us the song you just mentioned. You mentioned another song. Jeannie Cumbly. Yes. So I I remember that song. But Yeah, it was, a, it was a nice song. I didn't realize you sang it, though. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. You didn't send me that one to play. Wow. <laughs> All right, can you, well, can you sing a little? No. Can you sing yeah, a little a cappella of it? I only met you just a couple of days ago. That's the one. Amazing. She uh-huh. come lately, sweet, sweet as candy. It's amazing. So. It's amazing. Your voice is still incredible. Thank you. And I'm going to say something to your wife. He's still a hottie, baby. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You, he's still a hottie. He's yes. still a hottie. And, you know, listen, as we get older, we change, but you're still a hottie, and both of you are beautiful. And, oh. but those videos, I gotta say, Brian, honey, honey, those videos of you younger singing that song, baby, let me tell you. <laughs> oh. So, wow. All right. Amazing. So now, Kathleen, let's talk a little bit about your book. Tell everyone the gist of it. And the beauty queen part, please. Oh, well, before I, I do, I, I can I go back a little bit with Sealed with the Kiss? Yes. Oh, are you kidding? <laughs> well, anyway, I wrote this in the book, but when I first met Brian, which is in Palisades Park, New Jersey, I was in the Miss American Teenager pageant, and he sang Sealed with the Kiss on the show. So... I didn't know he was an artist. I didn't know he was a singer. I just saw him behind stage and um, I was staring at him and all these girls were around him and I was wondering what the commotion was all about. And then he, he turned around and he looked at me and of course our eyes met and that was it for me. (laughs) But anyway, he came over to me and he said, hi, I'm Brian and uh, I think you're going to win tonight. Uh, So, but anyway, that was our first meeting. But after the pageant was over, um, 
I he came on to sing, but they televised it, so they kind of cut it and pasted it. Um, but anyway, the record skipped. He was lip syncing. Oh. And, and I thought, oh, my God, what's he going to do? And I was so impressed with Brian because he handled it so beautifully. He just stopped and he waited for them to play it over, and then he sang. And for me, a 15-year-old girl, I was, like, blown away. And uh, so that was how we met. But my book, um, Kiss Me Swami, is really about my quest for self-actualization. And I knew at the time that I wanted to share a lot of methods that I had learned and things that I thought were very important for me and my growth that would help other people. But I knew that I wasn't you know, like a Deepak or a Marianne Williamson and who would buy the book. So then I also had stories about being in L.A. and um, doing some films and stories about Brian and, and other kind of things. Also, by the way, Jerry, some stories about Elvis and so I kind of combined the book into having really the, the kind of the 60s, what it was like to be in Los Angeles in the 60s, what it was like to be in New York in the 70s and living. I, I lived in a building called the Dakota, and I knew John and Yoko. I was there when he was shot. Oh, no. So, wow. Okay, continue. I'm was, sorry. <laughs> no, no. So it was kind of an inside story of what it was like to live there and to experienced that as it was you know as history was being made and being in LA during the Tate murders and then moving on to um moving to a place called Greenwich and what it was like to be thrown into a kind of another world so the book kind of combined a lot of things also includes India what my experience was like being there and underneath though was a spiritual journey was really the underbelly of the book was about the spiritual work that I did and what the results were and how it could help other could help you or anyone, you know, it was really about letting go and really not about control mind or any of that really about letting go and what that did for me. So that's the gist of the book. Okay. Wait. So, okay. We have to talk. <laughs> we have to talk. Okay. So you were 15 when you met Brian I was just about 16, yes. And you guys have been together all this time? Oh, no. Oh. Actually, no. Oh, okay. Um, he came to my high school and sang, and he drove me home. And then um, I uh, decided to go to Los Angeles, and he promised to pick me up at the airport. And um, I talk about, as the last bag came off the conveyor belt, there was no Brian. And so, um, actually, my life took off from there. I was in a phone booth, and a couple songwriters happened to overhear me talking to um, Adele Shannon about Where's Brian, and they felt sorry for me and took me to a surprise birthday party for Tony Orlando. <gasps> then Brian showed up, and, um, and he dropped me off the next day at a motel, and I didn't see Brian for 30-some years after that and we met in london when doing the palladium and um the sparks then again started to fly but it wasn't the right timing of life and so over a little over a year ago well actually we spoke for six months on the phone and met um last on his birthday last november and we were married 
um, April 23rd of, of this past year, of this year, actually, still this year, right? Still 2021. So we were just married April 23rd. Yeah. Okay, so slap Brian for me for not picking you up. That's number one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what an what an amazing love story, really, kind of, right? It's pretty cool. Um, it's pretty it's a miracle, actually. It is it's a miracle. I, yeah, yeah. So yeah. That, that part's amazing. All right, I have a question for you. Um, okay. So, and then we can get back to your miracle love story, because I don't want to forget this. You you got to hang out with Tony Orlando? Well, I it was his birthday party. Actually, it was a fun story that I wrote about in the book. But um, when they took me, they said, you're better off here yeah. than spending at the airport waiting for Brian. But it was a surprise birthday party for Tony Orlando. I met him, but it was Jack Keller. Yeah, Brian said to remind you, it was a wonderful song that saved me that that late, late afternoon called Jack Keller, who wrote Gidget, and he wrote a lot of great songs. Mm-hmm. And uh, But I met Tony. I was at his house, um, and he remembers that party because I spoke to him not too long ago, and I said, I always wanted it was April, April sixth, and um, there was a pink. There was a Christmas tree with pink, pink decorations all over it. And I, I finally said, Tony, why was that Christmas tree still up in April? Didn't you get the memo? Christmas was over. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, then he did it for his sister who who loved it, and Aww. it was a story. But I got the answer of the Christmas tree. But I didn't get to hang out with him. I just got to meet him at his birthday party at his house so before i forget and we'll continue to talk karen levy shout out to her in the chat room she'd like to know how she can get your book and she will buy it she has bought mine Uh and so many of my guest books immediately so let her know right now publicly for everyone to hear how to get your book well the best way i think is on amazon okay that's that's the best way to get it yeah and give her the title and your spelling of your name please Oh, it's um, Kiss Me, Swami, The Spiritual Education of a Beauty Queen. And my name is Kathleen, K-A-T-H-A-L-Y-N-N, Turner, T-U-R-N-E-R, Davis, D-A-V-I-S. Now, that's on the book. My name is now changed to Kathleen Turner Highland, but the book is Kathleen Turner Davis. Okay. And, when, and I will type that in the chat room as well once we play another song. Well, thank you. Yes. Um, so continue continue talking a little bit more because they're really loving your love story here. They're, Dominic's saying it was meant to be. Mikey Z, Mikey Z's in the chat room. He's another incredible entertainer friend of mine. And he's saying, sealed with a kiss, baby. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is when I wrote this story about Brian and, and he, he forgot the day that I was coming in at the airport and how we met. Um, but I actually was invited to do the dating game in Los Angeles or interview to do it. And, but the real reason I went there was to see Brian and, uh, my editor of the book said to me at one point, she said, Kathleen, what were you thinking? I mean, seriously, what were you thinking? Getting on a plane, 3000 miles. What, 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 how could you possibly be thinking? I said, you know, I wasn't thinking. I just knew. I knew that he was the one for me, and I knew I'd marry him one day. <gasps> uh, 
It just didn't think it would be 40 some years later, 50 mm. years later, you know, but sometimes, um, the higher power, whatever you want to call it. My God. You know, yes. God. <laughs> that belong to you belong to something much stronger than we are. So this was the timing. Amazing. That, you know what? I am so happy you were able to join us because that story was so beautiful. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. Oh my gosh. No wonder why you're so, you're still so beautiful. Holy cannoli, man. All right. Well, thank you. Beautiful. Um, but we're happy, we're happy and we feel, both of us feel very lucky, very blessed. Um, there was always that connection it was there, but like a lot of things and for a lot of people, the timing at the time wasn't correct for us. And we had our own, our own karma or journey in between coming together now. So, All right. So, yeah. um, wow. A shout out to Mr. DJ Mike. He just joined the chat room as well. Um, you know, I want to play come a little bit closer. Before I play it, and then we'll we'll put Brian back, is there anything else you would like to tell everyone? I don't want you to forget to tell them anything. And you, you'll, you'll be able to get the mic back if you need to. No worries there. But is there anything else about your book or anything you'd like to tell them? Well, you know, the book, I think, as I said before, um, I, I actually did a lot of the seminars and a lot of things I did to become a better actress because I felt very blocked. Um, inhibited in so many ways. I had done a movie and a, a lot of work for Gary Marshall, but I wasn't where I wanted to be, so I left L.A. to go to New York to study with uh, Stella Adler, who a lot of people probably know. Amazing, amazing um, woman, actress, coach, you name it, she was it. So I was very lucky, but I got on a, on a path of doing the work on myself and I think part of that and most of that is why Brian and I are together today and again you know I attribute a lot of, it, of, of really letting go and I think you know we all think that we need to just control everything but it's really in letting go of, of that wanting control to that where we become much more centered and in, in, into ourselves so I just wanted to share that and that's really what the book's about and, um, you know, all the glitz and glamour are there because kind of sells the book. But um, yeah. it's, it's much more than that. So I thank you, Jerry, for the opportunity to talk about it. Oh, my gosh. I'm the one who thanks you. I'm the one who's honored today. Are you kidding me? Amazing. Amazing. Um, so Carl Bear, Teddy Bear, he's in our chat. So, Carl, you missed... Two songs, okay? Itsy Bitsy, Teeny Weeny, and Sealed with a Kiss. But at the end of this one, I'm closing it out with Itsy Bitsy, because I must play that twice, baby. All right. So, Kathleen, I love you. You're amazing. You're beautiful inside and out. And thank you for honoring me today. Um, and again, you'll have the mic if you want it back. So let's now go back to Brian Hyland, please. All right. Thanks, dear. All right, sweetheart. Hi, Jerry. Hey, Brian. So, what a story. <laughs> it's fantastic. And uh, I feel uh, so happy this uh, this past year that, uh, that uh, you know, that we reconnected after, you know, all that time. And uh, I saw 
Kathleen, when I was playing, and she she mentioned this, where I was playing a show in uh, in London at the Palladium. It was the last night of our tour. At the same time, she was there in London, at the uh, at the Cordon Bleu Cooking School, and uh, I think it was the last day of her uh, of her of of that uh, class, and they were going to take the cooking exam the next day. And uh, anyway, she made it to the show and missed my part of the show, but got there and I, so we had a, a moment together, not just, a, you know, a couple of minutes right. and uh, got reconnected and uh, actually, you know, I fell in love with her again right then, just seeing her and uh, it was, it was a magical kind of moment and, uh, and I told her, she said, well, I missed, I missed your set and I said, well, I got one more song I'm going to do, and uh, so stick around, don't go anywhere. And that song was You Are Mine and We Belong Together. And she had a good seat. I couldn't see. Of course, you can't see from the stage. And But she was right there. And uh, so that was, uh, that was, and then mm. we didn't see a long time after that, a uh, long time. And, uh, but, we're, we're together now. It's nice. So, okay. So it was your fault really that you didn't see each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's all my fault. It's all your fault. Listen, I'm listening to both of you tell this amazing love story. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Adorable. But listen, the end result is beautiful. Look at what's happening here, right? That's right. So, hey, That's come right. on. God is good. I mean, look at look at what's happened. Um, beautiful story. So now, I want to play another incredible song, and you do it amazing. And then we're going to talk about this song. Come a little bit closer, guys. In a little cafe, the other side of the
talk about this song. You you do a beautiful job with it, first of all. Thank you. Well, uh, I always liked that song. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, something. I like the story of that song, and I like the, you know, the way it evolves. And the uh, I like the original record. And two of my friends, actually, uh, Tommy Boyce and Bobby Hart, wrote that, I think, with Wes Farrell. And um, I always, I just felt, I always liked that song. And uh, so about, I guess about a year and a half ago, something like that, I was uh, in my studio, in the, which I had in California in my house. And I just started messing around with that and started playing it. And I thought, wow, I like this song. I want to record this. And it just, it felt natural. And I just worked it up and recorded it. Well, you did a beautiful job. I love it. I mean, everyone loves that song. Um, you know, and again, I love listening to different people sing famous popular songs. I end uh-huh. up I end up liking so many different versions of it, but I actually love this one. Thank you. Yeah, so thank you for that. So, before I play another one of your songs, tell us a little bit about your incredible career. I mean, you know, touch base on whatever was important to you in your musical career? Well, I guess early on, uh, in the, I guess this first couple of years that you mentioned, like 60, 61, 62, I was really uh, knocked out that uh, my records reached all over the world. And uh, I didn't, uh, you know, in Billboard, they would have these, and Cashbox also, which is another music magazine, like a weekly chart magazine, they used to list in the back of the magazine uh, charts from different countries, the top 10 in Korea, the top 10 in Saudi Arabia, uh, you know, South America, Argentina, you know, Brazil. They would have, and they would have that, and I was uh, shocked at how many countries that uh, I went, once I was, you know, in the charts, how many different countries uh were playing my songs and was and and it was a successful record, and that was a really uh, something I had never thought of uh, that you could that you were your rec- if you made a hit record it would go all over the world, and uh, that always intrigued me. And then actually going my first trip uh, overseas was to Japan. I went there in 1961, and I played at the Kokusai Theater in Tokyo. And they had, uh, I did three shows a day <laughs> and, uh, it was, um, it was, it was unbelievable. The, uh, you know, that people that far away in my mind as a 17 year old, uh, that they would know me and, uh, you know, and like my records and only had a few, but you know, that was, and then, uh, to, uh, over when I went to the UK first time on over there, uh, I had had like, I guess six. The three hit records there, the first one, and then also that one, Ginny Come Lately, and Seal with a Kiss also. And uh, so I had, uh, when I played there, I was on a tour with Little Eva. And, uh, but that was another thing that uh, I, I, it was a great experience. Wow. I want to say, I want to let Kathleen know something right now. So Karen just ordered her book and she said oh. there were only four left in Amazon. She just grabbed one. So oh, okay. there you well, go. Um, <laughs> yes. And the Velvet Teddy Bear, Carl Morrow, saying hello to everybody. So um, I want to ask you something, Brian, though. You're in in uh, Asia in 1961, correct? Is that what you said, 61? 
Yes, in Tokyo. In Tokyo. Okay. So I spent a month in Asia in the 80s all over on health tours. Think about this for one minute, okay? You, okay. We didn't have the technology we have today. We didn't have YouTube. We didn't have any of this. None of it. And look how you made it all over the world. Isn't that crazy? It is. It, I mean, when you when you you know break it down, it was the uh, the records <clears throat> the, the the records themselves and people hearing it on the radio in those different countries, and uh, it just brought American music to to all those different places. Well, Kojak just typed something. He said in Woodhaven, where Brian lived, the house lived in the house has a plaque, the Brian Highland House, recently. That's true. Yep. Very cool. We were, we were there when they when they unveiled that plaque. Oh. oh, that's where. Oh, I have that photo. I have the photo of you guys on my ad, and you're standing there, right? And yeah, uh, it, was a, it was a it was a very big honor to me. Yes, for them to do that. Welcome, welcome, Brian Highland. Yes, I see the plaque there. You guys are standing on the railing on the on the porch. Beautiful. That's what Kojak is talking about. Beautiful. What an honor, right? It was. It was definitely. Uh, I never imagined anything like that. You know, I've seen it for other people, actors and uh, musicians, and uh, you know, famous pol- political figures. But to have it for me, <laughs> it was that was incredible. So Kojak was there with Harry G. Oh, how nice, beautiful. So Mikey the Baron of Bayside just popped in, and we love you, Mikey. Um, so Brian, when you we're young. Like you said, you're in Tokyo. You can't believe this is happening, right? I mean, and again, without technology, we never even had that in our heads back then. But now looking back, right? Yeah. Okay, look right. at what you've done with your career. When you look back, can you just answer something for me? Because, and, and think before you answer this question, okay? Right. When you listen to your videos, your songs, your music, when you were young, okay, what uh-huh. do you think about it? Like, do you think, oh my gosh, incredible? Tell the truth. What do you think about it? I listen to them. Uh, it, it's almost like it's another person, like from, uh, 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 like in a dream, or uh, I, I can't, I can't really express it. You know, it's uh, because uh, it was so long ago, and uh, but. You know, but then I'll think if I really start, you know, thinking about it seriously, then it's I, I'm thinking about the session. You know, if someone uh, thinks about, uh, you know, who played the harmonica on that or uh, what, who was the drummer and just details like that. And, and I, I can go over that in my mind. But just hearing them, I listen, I'm listening to the overall sound of it. And it sounds it sounds like, uh, you know, just it's me, but. It's from some. It's so long ago. It's surreal. So, all right, let me ask you a silly question. When you see your video, YouTube video of you singing, itsy bitsy teeny weeny, this young kid, do you giggle? Yes. Okay, good. It's a <laughs> that, that's a compliment. You know what I mean? That's great. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's so great because I giggle with love, and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> this is so Boy, good. I, I I can't help but look at my. Uh, big pompadour that I had on my hair you know, with all grease and everything on the sides. So great. And so it, 
that was the time song. Yep, so great. So, all right, so now let's play another song. Let's play Gypsy Woman. What a beautiful version. Everybody's loving it and they're saying their favorite one. Tell us about this song. Well, I was on the record label uh, initially when it first came out with the original one by Curtis Mayfield and the Impressions. And uh, I always loved that song. It sounded very mysterious. I, I like the, the way that, that it, you know, just the, the way it evolved. And um, so uh, in, I guess in 1970, I was on Uni Records, and um, I had done another one song before that, and um, so we're coming up to do a session, another session, and the um, I was going over songs with Del Shannon that we were going to do on the session, some that we had written, and we thought at the last moment if these songs don't come out, the session. It's, you know, it was just to cover ourselves, and we we said, okay, we'll do an we're gonna do an oldie, and uh, which wasn't really that old, but <laughs> we had a couple of guitars, and we were just uh, you know passing them back and forth, and try this song, try that song. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, 
we, I started playing Gypsy Woman. And, and then we, I looked at it and he said, yeah, that's, we're going to do Gypsy Woman. That's what it's gonna, it, we're going to record that. And, uh, and it turned out when we played it for the record company, we played the other songs and everybody said, no, Gypsy Woman, that's the one. So that's how it was. That's so great. <laughs> so cool. All right. So now let's play Crying in the Rain. Here we go, guys. Beautiful, beautiful version. Tell us about this song. Well, it's uh, it was always one of my favorite songs, and uh, it's just uh, I wanted to do that song for a long time. And it's uh, actually the, the little history that I know about it is that it was written by Carol King and Howard Greenfield, and it was the only song they ever wrote together. And uh, I think it was one of the Everly's uh, last really big, big hit records too. So it was uh, it was an important song, and I was always an Everly Brothers fan. 
your voice is just so smooth, like so beautifully smooth. Um, I, I want to say something. My friend Kevin McGowan, he's in a chat room and I have to say this. I could actually picture him singing the type of songs you sing. So I'm going to ask him to please sing Sealed with a Kiss and record it and we will play it. <laughs> because he his voice is very smooth as well and I know he'll do a beautiful job with it but but you know Brian your voice is just off the charts I'm gonna put you on the spot here can you give us a little something something I don't care itsy bitsy or sealed with a kiss all right do we gotta say goodbye for the song Darling, I promise you this. I'll send you all my love every day in a letter sealed with a kiss. Okay, guys, you heard it right here. Yes, right here on the Jerry Petito Show. You heard Brian Hyland sing that to me, not to you guys. Sorry, this one I'm taking, honey. Listen, I share everything with my audience. I want this one. That was for me, Brian. You got it. I cannot believe I just got Brian to sing that. I mean, come on. Uh, now I'm going to be looking back, okay, and calling my friends from high school, and I'm going to be like, guess who just sang that to me? <laughs> Brian, you're amazing. Oh, my gosh. All right. Yes, Ke- Kevin is saying your voice is awesome. Karen's saying, Brian, thank you. Yes, guys, he also sang that to you. You know, I can't be selfish. Yes, Karen, that was also for you. She said, thank you. <laughs> What an amazing, oh, how I can't believe you did that. That's amazing. All right, I'm off my horse now, so let's get back to the interview. Um, All right. So, you know, back in the day, I want to ask you something. I know things are very, very different from how, uh, you know, singers and and musicians had to do things with recordings and live shows things were very different from then till now when you perform today do you have any like is it all positive is there any negative do you wish things could be a little different or do you just go with the flow well i don't have my own band that travels with me a lot of people do and so when i'm on you know doing shows in this area around here in the east coast the promoters usually have a certain group of musicians and uh they 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 kind of keep it together and the uh so that part of it working with different bands all the time has kind of kind of gotten better over the years and uh, also like the, the monitors that they have on the stage and the, the sound systems and the lighting and all these kind of things are much better today than they ever were. And, uh, you know, in the, in the, I, I mean, just uh, one little uh, example would be on the Dick Clark Caravan of Stars tours, we would use the same uh, PA system or, you know, sound system that they had used the night before at some of these places for wrestling. Oh, and it was terrible, but I mean, compared, I mean, it was no comparison to what they have today. So that whole, uh, 
thing of of uh, sound systems and all those. I think that it was this uh, the one of the groups, the Beach Boys, I think it was that had really a good sound system and everybody took it from there but but it's really uh, it's 10,000 times better today well Kevin says you got it Jerry he's gonna record your song and he's gonna send it to me and I'm gonna send it to you and you're, All right. you're gonna love it Kevin thank you and I'm holding you to this baby because guess what I'm sending it to Brian Highland yes <laughs> so Brian when you're on the stage is that different? Like the audience, the reaction, is it different than it was? Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the audience reaction uh, today, people listen. They really listen to what you're doing. And it's great. Uh, I, 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 I can't, you know, thank people enough for, uh, you know, coming to the shows that we do. And, uh, but, that, that's the main thing, that people really listen. Yes. I go to a lot of oldie shows. I go to, a, you know, I, I, I'm part of it. And I'm a nut job. I run around. I, you know, stalk everybody. Let me get your photos. I go into their re- rehearsals. You know, I'm crazy. But once they start singing, it takes my breath away. The memories that also come back. And that's what you did for us today. You just drowned us in such beautiful memories. Thank you. But you did. So, all right. I have one more song we're going to play. You Got a Message. But then we're going to close with Itsy Bitsy. But after we talk about You Got a Message, you can tell everybody anything that's coming up, anything you want them to know. And um, Kathleen can also come back on and say whatever she'd like to say. And then we'll close out with Itsy Bitsy, okay? Sounds great. So here we go, guys. You Got a Message, Brian Somebody told me that you got to be lonely when just sit and think of yourself. There's lots of worries, we're all in a hurry, just trying to be something else. You got a message from the one you got a message. There's been a message for you. You got a message from the one of above. So that's the best you can do There's lots of reasons We could get heavy About who certain who And why Nobody tells you Just gotta get through This pain in our lives And we try You got a message from
you got a message. Tell us about this song. Well, I started writing that song when I was down in New Orleans. And uh, I I was working with Alan Toussaint down there. And uh, I I wrote the first verse and then I, I had a little bit of the of the uh, hook, you know, the, the chorus thing. And I I went I played it for him. I said, I just got the, I was just working on this and he said, Yeah, that's good. You got something. And so I kind of went and kind of finished it a little bit and I, I wasn't happy with it and I, I just let it I let it set for a long time. And then like a year and a half ago or so I just started thinking about it again and then I recorded this version that you just played and uh, it came together really good. Amazing. So now we're coming to the part of the show where I'm going to give you an opportunity to tell everyone anything you'd like them to know, Brian, anything you forgot, you have plenty of time, anything to promote yourself, what's coming up, anything from the past you forgot to mention. Okay. Right now? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah, well, uh, I'm doing a, a a cruise coming up pretty soon, uh, actually on the fifteenth, um, and uh, it's one of those rock and roll cruises, and with uh, Gary Parkett in the Union Gap and, and um, the Buckinghams, Paul Revere and the Raiders, and uh, the uh, Fifth Dimension also, and also beyond that, and I got some dates coming up. You know, in the in this area here, and I think the first one is going to be at uh, in in uh, Cataract, New Jersey, and uh, the other ones people will see them posted. And um, we're going to, you know, I think Patchogue is another one, and um, and uh, I can't think of the other place. I I have them all written down, but anyway, it's a. Uh, it's you know we're we're, we're going to be in the tri-state area. So. so where Cataract, New Jersey? Like what venue? Do you know? I should know, but I don't. All right, that's okay. <laughs> so listen, then okay, Kathleen, this is for you, sweetheart, because you'll remember to let me know that one. I will. <laughs> I'll, I'll, be, I'll email it to you. Jerry. Thank you. So, Kathleen, <laughs> yes. what would you like to say to everyone listening? Closing for you. Well, first of all, I want to thank you, Jared, oh. very much for having me on this interview. And thank you, Karen, for buying the book. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just been fun doing this with Brian. Um, it's our first interview really together. <gasps> we did a minute actually with Tony Orlando where I, I, I said hello to me. But this has been great fun, uh, fun for me. So thank you again. Oh, I love yeah. it. And you're so beautiful, Kathleen. Thank you for honoring me today. So that was awesome. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. So, Brian. Yes. I want to thank, well, I want to thank Kathleen again for honoring me with being part of this. Okay. I just love her. And I want to thank you for honoring me. Um, Gary Puckett, uh, I've interviewed him. I'm going to be giving him another interview as well. So give him a hug from me. Um, when you perform with them. Uh, but as far as you, this was the greatest way to close out. Remember then radio, um, happy new year to everyone listening. I hope we all have a better new year coming. Brian, you honored me so much today. I cannot even tell you what this meant to me. 
Well, I just want to say one thing that you you're fantastic, and uh, I really enjoyed you know talking with you, and I feel like that we're close friends already. We and it's are. Nice. Very nice. We are. And remember, you sung Sealed with a Kiss to me. I did. <laughs> I did. So our friendship is sealed with a kiss. All right. <laughs> so I love you and I want to thank you. And everybody out there, we're going to close with Itsy Bitsy Baby, Teeny Weeny, Yellow Polka Dot Bikini by the one and only Brian Hyland. Woo. Here we go, guys. She was afraid to come out of the locker She was as nervous as she could be She was afraid to come out of the locker She was afraid that somebody would say Two, three, four, tell the people what she wore It was an itsy-bitsy, teeny-weeny, yellow polka dot bikini What she wore. It was a-